Okay, our reading, reading for today is um, Acts chapter 10. This is a great chapter, and uh, surprise, surprise, this chapter presents another major turning point in, uh, in which the gospel uh, comes to the Gentiles. Again, remember Acts 1.8. It would start in uh, Jerusalem and in all Judea, then it would move uh, to Samaria. Finally, it would, remove, it would move to the ends of the earth, meaning to the Gentiles. And uh, in this chapter, Peter receives a vision that he doesn't understand at first, but understands uh, after servants of a Gentile named Cornelius come and request that he come and preach to them. Cornelius and his family uh, hear Peter's message, and they believe, becoming the first Gentile converts to the Christian faith. So let's, let's think about um, this chapter together. Well, just as... I just want to point out two things. So here's the first. Just as the previous chapter, like I said, was a turning point with the conversion of Paul, this chapter does the same now with the gospel coming to Gentiles and the conversion and salvation of the first Gentiles. The Old Testament prophesied this. Say, for example, Isaiah 49.6. And here we see that fulfillment taking place in the salvation of Cornelius and his family. The interesting thing leading up to that, though, is what happens with Peter as the Lord calls him to take the gospel and preach it to the Cornelius. In the early verses of the chapter, we're introduced to Cornelius, learning that he was a centurion in the Roman army and was also, according to verses 1 and 2, a man who feared God. Uh, And in a vision from the Lord, he was instructed to go fetch a man named Peter, verses 3 to 8, so this he did. Uh, the, The only problem... Uh, that one might expect at this point would be Peter's willingness to come. Uh, the Jews valued very highly their position as the chosen people of God and placed a value on being separate from the other nations of the world. For that reason, Peter might have been hesitant to go and preach to Cornelius, perhaps like Jonah had been with the Ninevites. Uh, so the Lord had given Cornelius the command to go fetch Peter. Now he needed to make sure Peter would be willing to go. So just as the Lord came, had come to Cornelius in a vision, he now comes to Peter in a vision. But what an awkward, at least to us, vision it is. We read that Peter's vision consisted of seeing a huge uh, sheet, like the, like, think like the sail on a huge ship, uh, coming down out of the sky with all kinds of animals on it, and not just an, any animals, Animals that were forbidden for any Jew to eat. Foods that weren't kosher. (laughs) Uh, And so then Peter hears what he never thought he would hear. The Lord says in verse 13 to Peter, Rise, Peter, kill and eat. Well, not surprisingly, Peter protested. He told the Lord that he had never eaten those animals and never would, verse 14. Peter was simply responding in a way similar to the response of Daniel and and, uh, his three friends who chose to be severely mistreated rather than to eat the king's food. But the Lord uh, repeated his command to Peter and told him not to call unclean what God was now calling clean, verses 15 and 16. Then the vision was over. Peter then scratched his head in utter bewilderment as to the meaning of the vision, and it was at that time that the messengers from Cornelius arrived to fetch Peter to come and preach, verses 17 and 18. The Holy Spirit spoke to Peter um, as Peter was still trying to figure out the meaning of the vision and told him not to hesitate uh, to go with these men 
to Cornelius, verses 19 and 20. They were the reason for the vision. The meaning of the vision was to be found in them. Peter was not to label the Gentiles unclean and unworthy of the grace of God any longer. God was now calling them clean through Jesus Christ. And Peter went with the men, preached the gospel to Cornelius and his family, and was amazed when they believed and received the Holy Spirit just as he had, verse 45. The door of salvation had been swung open wide, and we are not the, the ones who are to decide who is worthy of the gospel. God now declares everyone who believes, Jew or Gentile, worthy of the gospel because of the substitutionary life and death and resurrection of the Son. And that's awesome because we're Gentiles. We are Cornelius in this story. God opened the door to us in Acts chapter 10. And let's think finally just really quickly uh, about the fact that he is the one appointed by God to be the judge of the living and the dead. Um, uh, that that that's when you one thing you notice when you uh, in the preaching you find in, in Acts is a definite emphasis on the final judgment. Just if you're ever thinking about it, just just take notice whenever you, whenever you see a sermon being preached in Acts, notice how often you find a definite emphasis on the final judgment. Almost all of the preaching in Acts not only declares um, what Jesus has done to save us, but also declares that Jesus is coming again to judge us. The apostles preached not only the life and death and resurrection of Jesus, but also the certainty of his coming again. Peter does that here with Cornelius and his family in verse 42. Paul will preach this way again, for example, in Athens in Acts 16.31. Uh, this is not only something we often neglect to emphasize in our preaching, but I fear that it is something that we have neglected to emphasize in our own thinking. We need to take this example of the apostles and preach and live in light of the certainty of the second coming of the Lord. And those are some thoughts from Acts chapter 10.